0: Hello, and welcome to Cathedra, the podcast for creatives, storytellers, worshipers, and artists in the body of Christ. I'm your host, Leland Mooring, and today's episode is titled, Ark. In this episode, we'll dive into the story of Noah and see how it harmonizes with the experience of God's nature through the process of creativity, how the act of creating art can mirror building an ark to withstand the flood of suffering in life. How to cultivate a secret history with God that not only involves scripture and prayer, but also the artistic process as part of your daily worship. And finally, the importance of fostering an artistic collaborative friendship with someone in your life that through the iterative process of making art with another, and the familial bond through vulnerability, it can become a place of safety and consistency for them and you in the midst of the ever-changing circumstance of life. I'm so excited to have you with me today. It's going to be an awesome combo. Let's get into it. Well, hello, and welcome to Cathedra. This is the podcast for creatives, storytellers, worshipers, and artists. My name is Leland Mooring. I'm so excited that you would join me today for this episode. The title of this episode is ARC. Um, In our previous episode, Still Mighty, episode two, um, in Still Mighty, we talked about the three divine purposes that God has, his intentional purpose for art and artistic expression. We talked about the... um, the revelation, the purpose of revelation, that art is a window or a door into the great revealing of God's nature, that that it's not just a, a product or a commodity, but first before anything else, this gifting to create art is first a language that you and I have that God has given us to dialogue back and forth with the mind of Christ, that God wants to touch our imagination and reveal himself through that to us. Um, second, that the second divine purpose for art and artistic expression is a generational purpose that it's not only just for me and my life, but it's also for my children and my children's children to impact generations that will come after me. And finally, God has an eternal plan for art and artistic expression. That there is an age to come, with Christ, where we will enter into endless ages of perfect glory, without sin and death, and in that place we will continue to do the things that God has pre-wired us to do here on earth, except in a much more glorified state. I'm so excited because I really feel like it sets us up well in this episode, um, episode three. This this episode's titled "Ark" because we're going to talk about the story of Noah in 2020. Um, in the height of the pandemic, uh, as I mentioned in our first episode, God had begun to bring me into these Old Testament stories, and I began to find so much healing in them, the story of Daniel and Babylon, and also the story of Noah and the ark. So we're going to take kind of a 60,000-foot view, overview of the of Genesis 6, 7, and 8, the very beginnings of Noah's story. Um, in Genesis 6, we see the calling of God. uh, uh whether it was through a dream or a moment of revelation, where God speaks, the Spirit of the Lord speaks to Noah about the coming flood and destruction that was coming upon the earth. In Genesis 7, we see that the it's the day of days, Is it it's the day the flood actually comes and God commands Noah and his family to take refuge inside of the ark. And then third, we see in Genesis 8, uh, this is the, the day that the waters begin to subside. And as the waters subside, uh, Noah and his family and all of the animals and creation that God had commanded into the ark now are, are allowed back into the earth to repopulate the earth and fill it again with a promise of new life. I see in these three pictures, these three big moments in Genesis 6, 7, and 8, um, mirror images of God's redemptive nature through the process of creativity, collaboration, um, as means of beauty and utility that there is, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, arguments on both sides of the aisle for lack of better words, <laughs> don't mean to trigger everybody with political language, but I've heard, I've heard arg- good arguments for both. I've heard, um, you know, some of my creative artistic friends who will say, you know, there's really art doesn't always have to have a utility it's, um, and they'll kind of downplay the utility of art and just just to talk about its beauty, that art is is only beautiful, um, and it's not so much about its utility. Um, and then I'll hear others talk almost exclusively talk about art as its only value is its utility. Um, but I think that God is revealing Himself in both sides that that art is kind of like a, a coin, and on both sides of that coin, you have two different reflections of God's glory one you have the terrifying beauty of god <laughs> that that art is in some ways terrifying because it, it is sort of a window into when you really open yourself up to the presence of the lord to the spirit of the lord and you allow the holy spirit to begin to commune with you through your creativity through your imagination through the word of god and prayer and you begin to make art and the artistic process part of your worship with god Well, God is faithful, and He's going to reveal Himself in that process. And you're going to come face-to-face with the divine nature of the glory of God, a vision of God that will mark you and change you for the rest of your life. And that's the beauty part. That's the beauty part of getting to know God, that there is an intimacy that God's inviting you and I into as His creatives. But on the other side, there's also a utility to art, and this is where God spoke to me as I began to read the story of Noah. He said this, he said, Leland, good art is a good ark. Making art is a lot like making an ark. So when I read chapter 6 of Genesis and I see the initial call of God to Noah to come away with him, uh, to build an ark, to prepare himself for a coming flood, um, I see The same invitation that God is sending out to you and I as His creatives, His storytellers, His worshipers, and His artists within His kingdom. There is a call of God that is going out to you and I by the Spirit of the Lord to come away with God. It's easy for me to forget that the story of Noah is not just about God's call to Noah to build an ark, but it's also about God's call to Noah's entire family that this wasn't just an individual calling, but a familial calling. God was calling out to the family of Noah to partake in a divine process of listening to the voice of God, obeying the instructions of God, using their own creativity and imagination to follow a blueprint, to build something that was beautiful, and in doing so, discovering more about the nature of God in the process, but also this thing was going to become a utility to them. It was going to become a place of refuge and safety. So first I want to point out that Noah did not build this ark alone. He built it within the context of family. Everything God does is within the context of family because God in and of himself is a family. The Bible says that God is uh, the Trinity. Uh, It's a mystery because he's perfectly one, but also three unique persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the beginning, in Genesis, when God created man, it says that God spoke unto himself, and he said to himself, let us make man in our image. So he's speaking to himself, but he's also saying, let us. That right there is revealing to us the mystery of God, that God is not only one, but he's also three. He's a family. It's the mystery of the Trinity. So everything God does is within the the context of family. It's best experienced within the context of family. And I think one of the greatest deceptions of the enemy to God's artists and creatives in the body of Christ is to seclude you or isolate you into a place where you are separated from the family of God, whether that's through bitterness, whether that's through resentment or insecurity. There's all sorts of means the enemy can use to divide you and I or disconnect you and I from the intimacy and the familial bond of the body of Christ and re- put us out into sort of this desolate place where we begin to try to create and try to find inspiration, albeit while we're trying to do it really alone. And there's a bit of a caricature that exists out there in, whether it's in folklore or in, uh, or in our movies and our TV shows. Um, I know growing up, there was this caricature of the artist uh, that was this person that was highly gifted, but that was very melancholy, melancholic. They were very down and out. They were super inside their head. They're very metaphorical all the time. Um, Their head was sort of in the clouds. And, And they were sort of like just roaming, kind of like a vagabond, just sort of roaming out with no family, with no ties, with no home. But that's sort of like part of the package, you know, that if you're going to be an artist, a real artist, that you have to also be this disconnected, distraught, depressed uh, person that has no friendships, no family, and you're just roughing it out while making your art. And I don't know where that came along. I, I, I think that finds its source in the father of lies. <laughs> I think the enemy came up with that caricature because he knows that the most powerful Experience that is awaiting you and I as God's creatives um, is not in isolation, uh, but it's actually in the collaborative process of partnering uh, with someone in the body of Christ uh, that is that also is hearing this creative calling from God to come away with the Lord and to make something good, true, and beautiful that if you have not yet experienced um, the collaborative experience of getting with another believer that has this artistic calling as well in their life and saying, hey, what is the Spirit of God speaking to you? And I want to share with you what the Spirit of God is speaking to me. And let's find some common ground and let's begin to create something together within the context of friendship and family. Um, If you haven't yet experienced that, then you are missing out on one of the most incredible experiences of the beauty of God's nature that exists within the context of his family. So first we see in Genesis 6 that this calling is not just to Noah, but it's to a family, to begin to obey the voice of God, to come away with God, and to create something together as a family with God. So here's my first challenge to you as God's creative. If you have not yet done this, find someone in your life that you have that's within your sphere of influence, someone that is natural to you, that's close. Find someone that is also hearing that artistic call from God. This could be somebody in your church. could be somebody within your friend circle. Find another believer that is also hearing that artistic call from God and begin that vulnerable process of building friendship through creativity and collaboration. In the same way that God has spoken to Noah in Genesis chapter 6, Jesus has already spoken to you and I as his creatives in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, about the floods or the storms of life. He said that anyone who hears my words and does them is like the man who built their house upon the rock. The floods came, the rain fell, and it beat against the house, but the house withstood the raging of the storm. So though life is filled with unpredictable floods, unpredictable storms of suffering and pain, you and I are invited by the call of God into a place of safety in the family of God that God is beckoning you and I as his creatives, his artists, and his storytellers to come out of isolation, to come out of the desert of being separate, to come out of that place of bitterness and insecurity, and to make yourself vulnerable again by rooting yourself deeply into the family of God. That as you find a brother or a sister in the Lord who has a similar artistic calling on their life, you can both begin to co-create and co-labor together in unity of the spirit and the word of God to create things that are good, true, and beautiful. And that that friendship, that creative friendship would become a place of safety and consistency for both you and them amongst the ever-changing circumstance of life. There's a wonderful sermon by one of my favorite teachers and preachers. His name is Bill Johnson, and the sermon is titled "When in War Create." A friend of mine who's an artist uh, sent me this sermon and it just ministered to me so much. the thing The sermon is built off of a vision Zachariah has in the Old Testament. In this vision, Zachariah sees four horns that represent this wicked government or this wicked kingdom that is covering the face of the earth to try and terrify the people of God. And yet God raises up four artisans to combat the four horns of this wicked kingdom. Four artisans. uh, Another way of saying that is creatives, storytellers, um, artists. God raises up these four creatives to combat the kingdom of darkness. And so what God is teaching you and I, as his creatives, his artists, and his storytellers, is that when you find yourself in seasons of great anxiety, when when the culture finds itself in its greatest seasons of anxiety, fear, uncertainty, and, and worry, the answer is not to, to become a recluse. The answer is not to hide yourself away from from everything that's happening, the answer is not to uh, to separate yourself into isolation, but the answer instead is to go deep into the creative friendships that God has placed into your life, that are your brothers and sisters in the Lord, that also have this artistic calling upon their life, to get into rooms with them and begin to create together, to begin to listen to the spiritual Lord speaking to both of you in your creative friendship, and to begin to co-labor with one another in the Spirit, to co-create things that are good, true, and beautiful, and allow God to raise up a defiant, heavenly sound as you both begin to create in unity in the Spirit of the Lord together. That relationship will become, one, a refuge for both you and that other person amongst the that the anxiety of the times that we are living in, but it will also become a terrifying sound to the kingdom of hell. So in Genesis 6, we see the call of God to Noah and his family, for the family to come away and to co-create with God. In Genesis 7, we see the day that the flood descends upon the earth. The rains are loosed and God commands the family to take refuge in the ark. God is commanding you and I as his creatives that though the storms are rising, though the rain is falling, though the times are uncertain and filled with great anxiety and fear, God is commanding you and I as his creatives to take refuge in the family of God, to begin to co-create with your brothers and sisters in the Lord who have that same artistic calling, to begin to co-create together in the spirit of the Lord and find refuge in that place of safety. Which brings us to Genesis 8, where the flood begins to subside, the ark finds its resting place, and the door of the ark opens as the family of God exits and all of creation that took refuge inside the ark begins to repopulate the earth with the promise of new life. There is always hope on the other side of the storm. There's always a future. There's always a hope for you and I as God's creatives, because our future and our hope is in a person. But God is wanting you and I to experience His nature and His goodness amongst the context of the family of God, so that as you and I begin to intentionally foster and create um, a creative friendship with someone in the family of God, and you develop a secret history with one another of creativity and collaboration, that relationship becomes a place of safety and refuge for you and I amongst the storm, but also a place that harbors the promise of new life and a hope for the future. Thank you so much for listening to this third episode of Cathedral today. Thank you for joining me and spending some time with me. I just pray that the Spirit of the Lord would encourage you and I again uh, to know that you and I are not the only ones receiving a call from God to come away and co-create with Him. That there are others within the family of God that are receiving that same call today. And that the Spirit of God would divinely connect you with someone in your world that you can begin to co-labor with and co-create with um, in the context of the family of God and the spirit of the Lord, that that relationship would become a place of safety, a refuge, an ark uh, that can harbor the promise of new life, to keep your head above the flood of suffering and the storms of life, and then also find its resting place on the other side of the storm and release hope and life into your world. Bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. Have an amazing day. We'll see you next week on the next episode of Cathedra.